does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. We have a lot of college football to talk about. We'll talk a little bit about the Colts. Right now, though, the man is going to take care of your needs and wants in terms of information. It's the Secretary of Scores, the Minister of Information. It's Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Coach Lovell. It's a pleasure to be with you and Parker Webster tonight here in downtown Indianapolis. There is a lot of college football to get to, but we just had two walk-offs in Major League Baseball about three minutes apart from one another. Starting in Cincinnati, the Reds overcome their one to nothing deficit by scoring two runs in the bottom of the ninth inning off of Mark Leiter Jr. to defeat the Chicago Cubs 2-1. to Ellie De La Cruz singled that scored the new Red Harrison Bader, then Hunter Renfro into the game by grounding into a fielder's choice that scored TJ Freedom. That's because the bases were loaded when Hunter Renfro was at the plate. The Reds have captured two of the four games thus far. Tomorrow's afternoon will be the decider in terms of if the Reds can take three of four games against the Chicago Cubs. The Cleveland Guardians and the Tampa Bay Rays were in extras. This game goes final in the 11th inning with the Guardians winning 7-6. to Stephen Quam had a sacrifice fly to center field that just scored Bo Naylor. So the Guardians had to overcome a deficit in their own right of two runs in the bottom of the 11th inning to win 7-6. to six. There are five games under 500 at 65-70. and 70. The Rays are 82-53. and 53. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Eddie Garrison. Man, oh, man. What games you have last last night that you forgot to call me on? Uh, I had – oh, what was it? I forget now. It's been – Almost 12 hours. Uh, I had Trinity and Center Grove. Got it. Good win for the Trojans. Yep, 34-7 last night. It's an impressive win. They were. How are these guys? How are they able to do this? uh, Last night, they were just able to kind of just wind down Trinity. Like Trinity came out early Mm -hmm. in the game. They were competing for the most part. Uh, and then as the game got on, you could just see the physicality of Center Grove wear mm-hmm. them down and wear them down. Next thing you know, they're ripping off big, you know, 15, 20-yard runs every every other play. And next thing you know, that opens uh-huh. up the passing game. I think all four of their uh-huh. touchdowns that they scored in the second half were 30 yards or more. There may have been one in there that was underneath 30, but uh, overall their defense was flying all over the field. They uh, didn't let Trinity get really anything going in the passing game right. or in the run game for that matter either. But overall, uh, Tyler Cherry was solid. He had a fumble. Other than that, three passing touchdowns. And then Noah Coy had over 100 yards receiving and two receiving touchdowns. It's amazing, quite frankly. Uh, it, it's just an amazing run they're on, and 
Um, it's a great start to the high school football. We have some. I'll tell you what, we have some really, really good football teams. I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be uh, such a great tournament because I'm not sure. Uh, aside from maybe. Uh, Lutheran in single A, I'm not sure anybody has an advantage. You certainly don't in 6A or 5A or whatever. I think that bodes well for a competitive tournament. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I can't wait to see. I won't be able to watch this game, but I'll be able to capture the highlights of Ben Davis and IMG Academy uh, on Friday night. That should be a fun one. How about that? Especially that being here locally. Big time. We make the we're making the national scene. That's really really good. All right. So please tell me we only have a week left tomorrow before we finally get to see the Colts play. I know. It seems like this has been forever. I know. With has with all the storylines and things that have happened this offseason for the Colts, it just seems so long ago when they played. But yeah, uh, they open the season a week from tomorrow. They will host the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and. Hopefully, Anthony Richardson shows some promises in that first week, but it's hard to always uh, gauge on what to expect from a rookie, especially when you consider the Mm -hmm. fact that he's only started 12 games, and if you want to add in the two preseason games that he got to start, he's only started 14 games since graduating from high school. Um, So, I mean, there's a lot of question marks surrounding the Colts team uh, entering week number one. I'd like to be optimistic, but uh, I'm a realist. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was a team that won four games a year ago, uh, and I'm not exactly sure where they've improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you could say that they've improved in terms of their schedule. It's one of the weaker schedules, but other than that, I don't think there's much, if any, area um, on the roster where they have improved. You could argue the quarterback position you the, in terms of improvement. Um, just right. be, based off skill set, but I wouldn't say that the talent that in Anthony Richardson now is sure. better than what you were getting last year with Matt Ryan for certain portions of the season. I mean, it's hard to do worse than what Matt Ryan and that and the rotation of quarterbacks between him, Sam Ellinger, and Nick Foles yeah. are doing. So uh, Richardson's got a pretty low bar to uh, jump across here to, in Week One, starting uh, next Sunday. Historically, rookie quarterbacks have not fared well. No. Irrespective of their talent. They just haven't. Not just for this franchise, but throughout the league. Yeah, Anthony Richardson or not Anthony Richardson, Andrew Luck is just such an anomaly when it comes to that because uh, just as the pedigree of a, of a competitor that he was when he entered right. the NFL and plus his experience of being around professional athletes uh, with his dad, Oliver Luck, when he was a kid uh, and just being in the, and then of course you have uh, yeah, Chuck Pagano uh, going through leukemia that year. That gave that team some extra motivation, some extra life to go out there and sure. compete every single week. Uh, so, yeah, it's really it's really hard to do what Andrew Luck did back in 2012 uh, when he was with the Colts as a rookie. Well, finally we'll get a chance to talk about it. All right, we have college football to talk about tonight. Um, not a good day for the uh, Indiana schools in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um Purdue. We just we're going to talk with Rob Blackman a little bit later on. They uh, they have a chance. And listen, they they got to make one stop in four and a half minutes at to win a football game and don't get it. So uh, and in IU, I thought. Listen, I think they acquitted themselves reasonably well at times against Ohio State. Yeah, on the Purdue front, I was watching that game a little bit. I was able to catch a little bit of the IU game now and then. But right. Purdue, that offense just kind of disappeared there for the second half, really. Uh, I feel like yeah. Hudson Carr just yeah. couldn't really get momentum going with the offense in his first start. 
All right, Eddie. Hold that thought. Eddie Garrison coming up scoreboard updates throughout the night. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talks, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Greg Rakestraw joins me. Hello, Greg. So, um, what are you working on tonight? We got soccer tonight. Did, did they play I got again? Soccer tonight, and the Indy Eleven are on their best run of form in nearly four and a half years. So right. They right. they pick up a win against Miami one nil. They have now won five of their last six, and temporarily. They move into the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference playoffs. They have a 13-day break coming up, so that may change by the time they play again. But simply put, this is this is the best this team has played in quite some time. So why are they uh, – what's the reason for the great play that they're into right now? I think it's just, you know, a, a talented roster finally kind of clicking together. I mean, you know, we can go over so many – kind of key players for the Indy 11 that, that have had right. these wonderful, you know, plaudits and exploits other places. I mean, Sebastian Guenzotti is the eighth all-time leading scorer in the history of the league. Aiden Quinn is is, is, the, is is fifth in terms of matches played, tops in terms of minutes played. There are two players in the history of the league that have a combination of both 50 assists and 50 goals, and they both play for the Indy 11. It's Solomon Asante and Aiden Quinn. So, I mean, they, they've had talent. It just seemingly took a while for all of the pieces right. to fit together. And, and there was some more roster yeah. shuffling you know, that kind of took place during the course of the middle of the season. Right. But, but it's finally kind of switched on. So uh, whatever the reason, they have found that form exactly when they need it to. Uh, and uh, they might be a win or two away from clinching a playoff spot for the first time in four years. That'd be good. It'd be really good. So what's the schedule? Yeah, what's the schedule like? <laughs> So the schedule is, again, they're off for 13 days. And then they head out to New Mexico Friday the 15th, uh, Phoenix on Wednesday the 20th, back home for Rio Grande Valley. Now, you played Rio Grande. This is Rio Grande. I played Rio. Sure did. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You played Bebo Francis, thankfully. But on September the 20th. No, but I met him. There there you go. Uh, But uh, they play Detroit at home on September the 30th and two road matches, including the last one of the season is at San Antonio, who is the defending league champs. And, I, I think the hope all along has been that that match is largely for show. That's just kind of test mm-hmm. your mettle, not that you have to win that to clinch a playoff spot. You know, Indy is now 12 points clear of kind of the next two teams that are out of a playoff spot with, for most teams, six or seven matches left to play. So while it's not mathematically clinched yet, it's looking awfully good. And now it's about seeding, kind of getting, you know, playing the right way, the way this team has been and just kind of keeping that momentum going for six more weeks, knowing that by the next time they play, there will be only mm-hmm. one more month of the season left to go. Keep people healthy. That's the other key. Keep them and, mentally and physically he- healthy, everybody, Yeah, there's including gonna, there's their be play-by-play a, uh, guy. Yeah, he's got enough voice to get through one more match tomorrow. He gets a couple <laughs> of days off, too. So I'm, he's looking forward to that as well. Okay. All right. Now, high school football last night, we had a chance, obviously, to catch up with you and talk it up. We didn't spend enough time last night talking about your game this weekend, this Friday. Uh, You're in the big time Friday, right? 
Well, I think I'm the big time every Friday night. That's because of me, because of the quality crew I work with with the guy I see well, Sports Network. But right. to your point. I'm lobbing ben them Davis. underhand to you right now. <laughs> and I'm knocking them out of the park. Ben Davis and IMG uh, is the game you were referencing, the fourth-ranked team in the country. Ben Davis already has a win against Moeller, uh, who – has been nationally ranked, but now is 0-2 against teams from Indiana after East Central beat them last night. Props to the Trojans from St. Leon, winning that one 38-28. But, you know, Ben Davis looked awfully good against Pike, and obviously there's a big difference between playing Pike and IMG. But here's the thing, Bob. I really think Ben Davis can be competitive in this game. And if you're doing that against a team that has kids from as many of the 50 states as they want to versus all of Wayne Township – that says something about this Ben Davis team. So I am very much looking forward to being back on the west side next Friday night. Can you hang with us? Well, of course I will. Who, who, whoever says no to you, Bob? I don't know. Um, no one. Thank goodness. <laughs> Greg Rakestraw and I'll come back after the scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates. I'm Eddie Garrison. Let's recap some of the college football games that happened this week in Week 1 action. The Indiana Hoosiers welcome the third-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes to Bloomington, and they fall 23-3. Brendan Soresby and Taven Jackson split time at the quarterback position for Tom Allen. They combined to go 9-21 of for 82 yards as a team. The Hoosiers had 153 yards of total offense. Their next game in Week 2, they will welcome the Indiana State Sycamores to Memorial State. Stadium, and that is a Friday night game. Kickoff at 7 o'clock from Bloomington. Notre Dame Fighting Irish pick up two wins in week one of the college football season. They defeat the Tennessee State Tigers 56-3 to this afternoon. Sam Hartman, 14 of 17, 194 yards and a pair of passing touchdowns. In the two contests that Notre Dame has played thus far, he's passed for 445 yards, six touchdowns, zero interceptions. Audric Estime, 13 carries, 116 yards, and a rushing score for the Fighting Irish. They will play Carolina State next week at noon, and that'll be their first road game after their neutral strike game against Navy and Dublin last week. The Purdue Boilermakers welcome Fresno State, the Bulldogs to Ross 8 Stadium. It's a 39-35 loss for the Boilers. Tyrone Tracy Jr. He had a rushing touchdown and a kickoff return touchdown in his first action. Hudson Card 254 yards passing, two touchdowns. Devin Mockaby 60 yards rushing and a rushing score. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. The best at what he does, Greg Rickstraw, rejoins us. All right, so high school football last night, uh, Indy 11 tonight. You've done Colts preseason on TV. You're the, you are the superstar at the ISC Sports Network. Uh, did you take a day off, uh, get some time today to relax a little bit? I, I, I had nothing to do until 5 o'clock tonight. So there was quality time with, with, uh, with Jack, quality time with Amy, Mia is with Grammy and Grampy down in Cincinnati, uh, so she's enjoying a little R and R from the rest of the Rakestraw family, which is probably you know healthy for her. Um, but you know me, you know what I would do on a Saturday when I'm when I'm not spending time with Jack, I'm like finalizing our basketball schedule on the ISC Sports <laughs> Network. I'm figuring out what Saturday matinees can Bob Lovell do that way he can work with me for a couple of games and then go right, do Indiana right. sports talk at night and still have dinner at the bar grill right. with Penny in between. So that's what I do this time of year. 
Well, uh, and since and since I am, as you well know, you're one of the few people to know, I am cutting my schedule back dramatically. Uh, you know, I just every time I, I look in the mirror, I'll give you the classic story. So I run into, I, I do my walk every morning, right? And I walk through the cemetery here in Franklin, just down the street from where I live, and um, I. I, I see a guy who I, I know from our, one of our car washes here in town, and he's you know white-haired, and, and every time I pull in the car wash, I look at him thinking, yeah, this is a retirement job. He's probably he's probably my age, right? Maybe a little bit older, right? And I'm so I'm, I'm and I'm 72, and so I'm thinking this guy's probably you know early 70s, something like that. So we're talking, and he goes, hey, I, you know, I see you at the car wash all the time, and and he said, do you walk? I go, yeah, I walk every day. And, and I said, uh, you know, you know, we're not getting any younger. And he goes, yeah, you know, that car wash wears me out. He says, I'm 65. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. Here, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And I'm, well, I'm glad you're 65, but I've passed that. that that's a milestone is in the rearview mirror right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to do I, I, I'm excited. I'm just excited about football being here, and we had great weather last night, and we had great games, and uh, fired up for you, you know, getting the national stage and all that. And more importantly, finally, all of us. And I'm, as you know, I'm not a huge NFL fan, but I like, you know, I like sports. Finally, next Sunday, we get a chance to have an NFL game. We get a chance for those Colts to play. It seems to me like they've been in the world's longest training camp. Uh, it really hasn't been because this isn't the old days where they'd have six preseason games. Oh, I know, games. but yeah. Now, now but the it guy just that gets paid that by the preseason game, I lobby for right? six preseason games. I'm the one guy that says, <laughs> you know, we, we need more preseason football. Right. But I understand right. your point. They were they reported to camp on July 25th. They'll play yeah. a football game for real, for real on September the 10th. And let's face it, even though Anthony Richardson has been good. Largely, the bad of Jonathan Taylor has kind of overshadowed that, you know, during the course of this year. So, so I understand why there is a feeling of, hey, enough already. Get on with it. Well, eight days from now, the Colts will get on with it, along with the remainder of the National Football League. I know you're not in the personnel department. You're like the rest of us. You know, you, you know, they're going to deal with Jonathan Taylor however they deal with Jonathan Taylor, whether you and I like it, don't like it, have anything to say about it. But and I, I don't buy into how that's a distraction for the players. You're fighting for your your professional life trying to make a roster so you're out there giving everything you have and you're not worried about a, a guy who is or isn't you, you, you've got to pay attention to the people that you have i learned early on in my coaching career from red Foth the job of a coach is to take the available talent and coach it and so you can't worry about a guy who's not there uh you gotta worry about the people you have and so this is a team and i pointed this out earlier tonight they won four games a year ago i'm not exactly sure you could point to a lot of things where they've improved from last year here's what i would say is this everything is so new not just for anthony richardson but right. because it's a new voice in shane steichen and this is his first go around um i don't mean this in a negative way i mean this actually in a positive way he can get lost in the details in other words, sure. he knows how good of a player Jonathan Taylor is, but he's never really coached Jonathan Taylor. And during the course of this <laughs> preseason, they've never run a rep with Jonathan Taylor. So he's had six or seven weeks to train to coach right. for four more weeks without Jonathan Taylor. So, yes, everybody will tell you, 
JT is a valued piece of this team, and they are far better with him than without him. But because this is all so new to Shane Sykin, he is not going to be influenced by the past. This is new to him. He's going to be so focused on Anthony Richardson and being a head coach for the first time, he will truly get lost in the details. And while we will, I will field numerous calls, and I will talk about it, I'm sure, in the postgame show too, about sure. the absence of number 28, Shane is going to go do his job, and Anthony Richardson will likely do the same. That's well said. I mean, that's, that's a great explanation. That's very well said. And, uh, yeah, brand-new coach, lots of new faces. Um, but, again, you, you, you get the sense with Anthony Richardson, I think everyone, including me, is excited to watch this kid play and grow. And um, you're concerned, obviously, about the offensive line. But I have this sense that those guys, they have a lot of pride. They realize they underperformed a year ago. And I think they're – I would hope they are in a, of a mind to come out and turn that around and turn it around quickly. I think they will be better. I think Bernard Ryman makes them better. Um, I think he picked things up quickly last year. Um, and so I worry about depth. You know, it's not a surprise that they made a couple right. of signings last week and, and kind of as expected. There were 53 guys that made the team on Tuesday. There were four or five player moves after that because I just felt from a depth perspective that there needed some work needed to be done. And clearly Chris Ballard agreed with that. And in terms of Anthony Richardson, you know, I'll simply say this. Is it going to be perfect? No. He's going to make mistakes. Uh, he still has to work in his accuracy a little bit. But there are things that he can do from an athleticism standpoint that are jaw-dropping. There are things that he does that makes everybody else on the field better because of what he can do with the ball in his hands and because of what he can mm-hmm. do with his feet. And I've said the entire preseason, it was simply a matter of if he didn't look overwhelmed, he was going to be the starter. And not right. once has he looked overwhelmed against the Bears, against the Bills, against the Eagles, against his own team. I love the move that he gets the game ball on day number one. Greg Rakestraw, so if you listen to him, you understand that he is, in fact, the best at what he does. And we're thankful to have him on the show. Greg, thanks so much. Have fun on Friday night. I'll talk to you. Thanks, Coach. Coming up, top of the hour scoreboard update. Having fun. Lots of football tonight. Stay with us. We'll talk about the Colts in the next hour on Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.